and welcome to the Preserve and Illuminate podcast, where my dad, Nick Benson, and Justin Moss talk about being salt and light in a bland and dark world. Welcome back to the Preserve and Illuminate podcast. I'm here with my brother, Nick Benson. What's up? Hi, Nicholas. How you doing? Good about you. I am good. I'm happy to see your face, Nick. Yeah, me too. It's been a while. You, you're you happy to see your own face? Of course. Okay. Oh. Just want to make sure we're clear. Did I just admit that? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Guys, we're going to leave air. Nick alone so he can have a moment with himself. Where's my mirror? Where's my mirror? <laughs> <laughs> but it is good to see you, though. Yeah, likewise. And uh, here at the Preserve and Illuminate podcast, we like to be salt and light in a bland and dark world. And uh, we have made it to 96 episodes, Nick. Congratulations. Closing in on 100. You're 96 episodes old. You are too. I know. <laughs> Welcome to the club. You're, you're, you're older than me in what? episode life. Oh, okay. I was going to yeah. say, that's probably the only thing. Because you spoke first. I don't know. I just made that up. We'd, <laughs> like, we'd have to go back. <laughs> like, we totally have I? to go back. <laughs> did I? Uh, you probably didn't. Huh? I don't know. Because we didn't. I do, do talk a lot, but. Yeah, but I don't know if we, we'll have to look that up. We'll have to, we'll get back to you on that one. <laughs> Nick's still older though, whatever. Um, and then maybe for episode 100, there might be something special, Nick. Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. That's the prayer. All right. That's the prayer. Pray for us. Yes, please. Pray for us. <laughs> Not just for this episode either. <laughs> just, just straight <laughs> just up pray for us. Please pray for us. <laughs> <laughs> we need help. <laughs> All right, uh, so this is episode 96. Um, We kind of had an idea of where we wanted uh, to go with it, uh, specifically talking about time, a very broad and Mm. general uh, topic. And I don't know how how it went for you, but the Lord took me down like several different places. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm curious to start where he took you. Well, we're probably not going to have enough time for it. Hey, yo. <laughs> Either way, um, because yeah, when you when you threw that out there, you know, time, and then you had like a kind of examples of what you meant by or where you were kind of leading towards. Um, so that'll be cool to get into um, your side or where your heart was on that. But for me, when you mentioned it for time, my joke right away was like, yeah, something I never have enough of, mm. and. You know, it's true. We all have 24 hours in a day. Everyone has the same allotted amount of time as far as that goes. Um, but man, it seems like it's always, always something going on and you never have enough time or energy to, to, to get to it all. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have learned to, to trust God in that as well because he's sovereign and his timing is perfect. We've, you know, gone over the GPT acronym before. Amen. God's perfect timing. Um, so I've had to learn to trust that as well, because, you know, say like work for an example, it'll be, uh, you know, closing end of the day toward, you know, closing in on that. And I'll be like, man, there's still a stack of things I got to get to. There's still this. I still have to do that um, and have had to learn to draw that line and get back to it the next day or, you know, pick it back up when it's the right time, because, I could just be there all day long, all night long working. And then other things start to mm-hmm. hurt because of that. Like mm-hmm. say my family or et cetera. Um, Softball so, team. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Athletics ministry. Yes. <laughs> need more time for sports, more time please. For sports. Come on. <laughs> oh man. That, you know, that's, that's funny you say that, but that was 
you know, that's one of the, the things I thought of um, when you brought up time was, yeah. um, you know, especially earlier in my walk or even before I fully surrendered my life to, to, to Jesus, I tried to fill as much of that time I could with mm. things like sports and stuff like that. Yeah. And then had to kind of take a step back and start doing that self inventory when you, when you do get right. Cause the Lord, you know, he, the Holy spirit uses situations to kind of get your attention or sometimes convict you. And I felt that, um, many times as I was leaving or as I'm playing sport and thinking about, Oh man, my wife's at home, my family, like, mm. you know, I'm, is this really necessary? Is this like an edifying time? You know, so uh, for the family, not just for me and my, you know, sanity or my excuse for exercise or whatever it may be. Um, so kind of just to kick it off, I wanted to start in Ecclesiastes 3 um, because there's eight verses that start off three, th uh, chapter 3. And it kind of just, it's, it, it's as broad as this topic, um, but it goes over a little bit of everything. So I'm just going to read it from the NLT and then uh, kind of go from there. And, and I'll, I'll fix it after he's done. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, please we'll do. Be fine. We'll be fine. <laughs> There's going to be all kinds of holes in this. Uh, so Ecclesiastes 3, starting at 1, going to 8, says, For everything there is a season, a time for every activity under, this, under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to harvest, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build up. A time to cry and a time to laugh, a time to grieve and a time to dance, a time to scatter stones and a time to gather stones, a time to embrace and a time to turn away, a time to search and a time to quit searching, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear and a time to mend, a time to be quiet and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. And it's like, you know, for me, I'm like, man, this is almost like a song. I feel like it, it, you can keep going with this, but it's, it's just, in my opinion, how I read it and how I took it for this topic was, you know, God's there, God's working in and through all things. And yes, I have to learn how to trust him. And there's going to be times for those goods and those times for those, those bads, or, you mm -hmm. know, you'll have uh, those, those, you know, mountain peaks and then you're going to have those those valleys too and it's all part of one you know creating the character and the godly character that god intends for us and mm -hmm. we have to go through these things the ups and the downs but i like to complain that i don't have enough time but when i read these verses it reminds me that all the time that i have is all the time that i need because it's from the lord and i just have to trust that or actually, I just need to be faithful and trust in Him and do what my duty is or my call is. Mm -hmm. um, because I feel like we can pull back and say, you know, God's got it and do nothing. Mm -hmm. But these verses tell us that there is a time to search and there's a time to quit searching. There's mm -hmm. a time, you know, to kill and there's a time to heal. There's a time to tear down and a time to build up. So there's like, it's a contrast back and forth. Like, yeah, there's going to be times that you have to wait, but then there's going to be other times that you got to actually get up and do something. Mm -hmm. um, so for me, that's, I kind of wanted to kick it off there because it goes over a little bit of everything. Everything, there is a season and a time for activity under heaven. Nothing's different. We, you know, the Lord, we, like we talked about the constellations and things that we see that are the same from the very beginning of the, of the creation itself. Um, so nothing's different in that aspect. Uh, but we 
to, we like to make excuses speaking for myself. I like to come up with reasons that I don't have the time. I don't, mm. you know, necessarily, it's more of me just not prioritizing and making the time for the things that need the time. Mm. <clears throat> and this is an, an amazing portion of scripture. Some of our common quotes in mm. life right, for sure. come from here. Right. Um, but time, time is, is relative to what eternity looks like in your mind. Mm. Okay. Mm. Meaning that like, if you're living for what you're doing here on earth, then you, you don't have that much time. Right. Right. Oh, that's like, true. like John said, like there's an hourglass over your head. That thing's about to run out where you at. Mm. If you're placing time on the spectrum of eternity, well, then you have all kinds of time. Mm. Right. But we have limited time in these moments because there's no rewind button. There's no fast forward button either. So, you know, we have to be like in that, in that moment, I was, I was asked by somebody and this is, this is not about me <clears throat> by any means, but I just want to kind of use it as an example to lead into kind of where the Lord, the Lord took me. Um, but they were, somebody asked me like, you, you, you have a lot like going on. Like, how do you, how do you manage your time? And I told them, like, I don't I don't necessarily manage my time. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? I just I just make sure I'm there 100 percent wherever I am. Mm -hmm. Right. So whatever I'm doing, like, I just I give that 100 percent. And I told them, like, you know, like when I'm at work and I'm traveling, like, you know, I can't see my family. So I'm going to go 100 percent there. Mm -hmm. So when I come home and I can see my family, then I can give them 100 mm -hmm. percent. It doesn't always work out that way. Right. Because we have a million things going on. <laughs> But we have to be like intentional in that time. And the foundation of that time has to be, you know, through our walk with Christ, because each place we are, each moment in time is an opportunity for us to be witnesses mm -hmm. and to redeem that time for him and not for ourselves or for anything or anybody else, mm. but that it's for him. So when we look at, you know, as as you know, Solomon steps through these and, 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 and right, wisest man. Mm -hmm. And as he steps through these and he's talking about time and the later years of his life, like he has been through, you know, he has been through the, the mountaintops and the wisest person. Then he's been kind of, you know, drugged through the mud a little bit. Right. Mm -hmm. And then he's come back up. Right. So, you know, post Proverbs, <laughs> you see the heart of a man that understood everything that he's been through mm -hmm. wisdom poured out right on paper here mm -hmm. for us to kind of grasp how important it is and specifically like time and when we were when i was kind of doing my stuff this morning like it came to mind like time well spent mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. because when we were kids we would say oh i'm bored i have nothing to do mm -hmm. we those words will not be coming out of our mouth anytime <laughs> soon we got plenty to do right <laughs> yeah those moments won't happen. And even in the small little times that we do and we look and we're like, oh, I don't have anything to do. We immediately find something to do, right? Mm -hmm. We consume that time. But are we redeeming that time because we have an opportunity to be a light? Mm -hmm. And just because nobody's around doesn't mean you can't do that, mm -hmm. right? Then that's your alone time with the Lord. Like, what are we going to do with that, right? That's our time to be spending you know, with the Lord in an intimate situation. And a lot of times, and a lot of people hopefully have these same experiences um, or recall them, but a lot of times when you are 
caught up in that moment and you have like a, a moment with the Lord, like you see his beauty, mm -hmm. like you're caught. It doesn't like somehow like he reveals himself to you in a way you're like, I never would have saw that if I wouldn't have stopped mm -hmm. and try to redeem the time for the Lord mm -hmm. and look and look to him. Um, our, our time on earth, um, is where I wanted to go to start because James chapter four kind of, kind of breaks it down for us in a, in a, in a cool way. Um, but James chapter four, looking at verses 14 through 17, verses 14 through 17. Um, he says, whereas you do not know, you do not know what will happen tomorrow for what is your life it is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away instead you ought to say if the lord wills we shall live and do this or that but now you boast in your arrogance all such boasting is evil and then he closes with saying therefore to him who knows to do good and does not do it to him it is sin well that that understanding and that recollection of right and wrong is it can only be through one lens. And that's what Jesus did on the cross. Like that's the lens that we should be looking at everything. So that ability to understand the right and wrong, and then whether we do it or not directly relates to what we are doing in time. What are we doing right now? And what are we doing with our time here on earth? Like, how are we doing it? Because he starts off saying, in verse 13, come now, you who say today or tomorrow, we will go to such and such city, spend a year there, buy, sell, and make a profit, right? Mm -hmm. If you if you if you look at that and then think about what's happening here in the world, that's what everybody's doing. They're planning on mm -hmm. how they can go do something, buy and sell something, or make money. Like mm -hmm. that is like the foundation. That is also the foundation of you know the root of most of the evils that we know, right? Mm -hmm. Right. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life are all wrapped up into what he's saying. You're caught up in the lust of the worlds, right? You're attracted to those things because the world is propagating that. But what are you doing with your time? Like you don't know. We don't know what that hourglass is above us. Like you could have six grains of sand mm. and you went out and spent some money because you saw something cool, mm. right? Mm -hmm. That's not redeeming the time. Mm -hmm. But what if instead you spent those six, you know, grains of sand, like witnessing and ministering to somebody and it doesn't have to be words, but just like just helping somebody, mm. um, those things will resonate after you're gone. Everything else you bought will perish. Right. But what we do for the Lord, will never die. Hmm. That's that's good and when you're when you were talking it just reminded me of a conversation I had with with one of my neighbors a couple of days ago. And just happened to catch him when I was leaving for work and he was he was walking to his car to leave for work too. And uh he was telling me that he's recently picked up um like an inter internship type job uh to to ready because he's retired so he's like readying uh people in his field um like preparing them to become what he was and he worked in the school district and he would help and like um talk to kids like almost like mm -hmm. a counselor type mm -hmm. thing um and he would prepare kids for college and stuff like that um so i asked him because he told me he's has this six to eight week job now he's going to be doing and i was like oh aren't like you're retired though aren't you and he was like and i was like is it something you just like have a passion for or like, you know, you just want to help, you know, and he was just like, 
he was like, oh, well, yeah, um, yeah, I am retired, but, you know, I need I need the money. Like, that's the little finger mm. itch, you know, like mm. showing money. Um, and then he was like, he said, I wouldn't say no to the money, you know, like I can always use the money. And I was like, and he, he was like kind of boasting about that part of it. And yeah. I was like, oh, well, and you get to help kids too. And he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, that part too. And I was like, ah, oh, man, like you're you're missing the point and that's what yeah. you just reminded me of when you're reading these verses because the the nlt title is 13 to 17 warning about self-confidence and i feel like that's that's where our minds and our hearts can go hmm. is what monetary or what thing can we gain um in doing that work and hmm. it's not always a I mean, majority of the time, it's not ever about that, but right. we do have to make money. I'm not saying you don't work for money and don't work hard for it. We have to do that. Like you said, when you're traveling for work and you can't be with your family, that's getting a hundred percent because mm -hmm. that's where God's got you and he's mm -hmm. called you to it. But if your underlying motive for working, you know, like we've talked about our motive for working is like a Colossians 323 where we're mm -hmm. like working, like we're working for the Lord. Like mm -hmm. if we're working for man or whoever, it's like we're doing it for the Lord. And we just have that mindset at all times where there's a lot of people that their mindset is what you said, the money, like, what can, what am I going to get from it? Or what can I do to invest in that? Or what can I, you know, I want that so bad. Or what mm -hmm. can I get in order to buy it? You know, or what can I do in order to buy it? Mm. And, you know, it's just, that's that self-confidence. That's that danger because you're already, you know, the old quote, like you're counting your eggs before they hatch type thing where mm -hmm. you're already going before the Lord and the Lord's like, what? I'm right here. Where are yeah. you going? Right. Well, right. The <laughs> other, the other way. Um, and there's, there's people, there's people that work and they're working for the money. Right. But there's something to be said about once you put a price tag on yourself, right? Like what your employer owes you, like this guy's like, Oh, I'm gonna go get that money. Right. Mm -hmm. And he's, you know, he's saying this is that's so that's his value at that point. Mm -hmm. That value is not what he was probably making when he was working. So mm -hmm. he doesn't realize that he devalued himself for a six to eight week period of saying this is how much I'm worth. Yeah. And once you put that price tag on, it immediately depreciates. It mm -hmm. will never go higher. Right. And a lot of people at work, uh, at my work specifically, you know, because we, we have a, a sales team we have you know leaders we have good 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 people right hard workers but they always put a value on themselves of how much they're worth mm -hmm. right and even when we hire people they're like oh this is how much i'm worth it's like oh, and i think to myself like okay you just you just put a price tag on yourself right like if you're worth that then they would pay that and mm -hmm. you wouldn't have this conversation but the fact that you have to bring it up tells you that you're actually thinking that you're worth more than what you're going to get paid mm. and nothing is more repulsive to people in that mindset than when somebody says you know oh you know what um we're going to offer you you know we're going to offer you five hundred thousand dollars a year and you're like oh dude that is so cool because i only thought i was only worth 50. you're like wait a second <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> You know, that, that I devalue myself now, you know, and now their head gets big, right? You're like, oh, I'm worth $500,000, right? I'm a Which is just a, right? I'm a celebrity <laughs> straight up, right? That's, that's stupid money. But the point is that, like, you know, once you, once you put that price tag on yourself, like, it immediately depreciates because you don't have an economy of God. You're in the economy of man. Mm -hmm. And then other men in that same economy are valuing themselves over you. So you will never have that value that you're seeking in other people ever. You'll never find it. It, it just, it won't happen. 
And if you even get close to where you think you are, man will rip you down like the crabs in the bucket. They're mm. going to pull you back down. That's right? for sure. They'll pull you back down. However, in God's eyes, you're worth his son's life, right. which is everything. So that's what, you know, time should be spent focusing on, not necessarily what your value is or what how long it takes you or what the time you're spending to get that. Mm. It's like, what are you doing in the kingdom of heaven? Like, where are your rewards being stored up in the kingdom of heaven? Where moths yeah. and rust cannot destroy. Right. That's it. That's a good question. And, and, you know, people like to say time is money, you mm-hmm. know, like they like to, they, they like to put a value on their time as well. So that's like, mm-hmm. to me, I think I can't, I can't help but like make a kind of a, a joke about what you just said with the, the people at your work where they're telling you how much they're worth. Mm-hmm. But it's like, man, if time is money, like as an, as the boss or as like your employer, it seems like you're wasting time because you're talking about some stuff that has nothing to do with your work. You're talking right. about your value and all this other stuff. So then you're actually wasting my money now. Yeah. So you're not even worth what I'm already giving you. You know, <laughs> like, so it's like, it's kind of like a downhill snowball effect at that point, because we always just give it from our perspective and mm. our, and our, what we see and what we know. But a lot of the times we're just called to be a soldier. Like we're not actually ones that call out what we're worth or call any kind of shots outside of just hearing and doing, you know, mm-hmm. and that's why our, our walk is based off of faith and obedience mm-hmm. because you have to believe in what you're not seeing and then be obedient to that as well, which is, is actually very hard to do. Right. Because in and, practice, yeah. yeah, because here on earth, we, we tend to, you know, flock towards things that we see, that we like, that we want. Like, that, so it's just a natural, you know, like it's part of our curse, obviously. That our, mm. our flesh, like, pulls ourselves and our attention towards things like that, where the Lord, want, he, like you said, he calls us to redeem the time where mm. we're, we as grownups, like you're right, like I don't remember ever saying recently that I'm bored. Like, yeah. I don't remember... Like, but I used to say it as a kid for oh, sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I, I remember my dad saying like, oh, you're bored. You want, you want something you want, to do? Right. And like, he would be like, I got the, you know, right. chores to do and he'll, you know, fill in the gap there. Yeah. But then as you get older and you get other responsibilities, you start to, you know, you have something else to do. So you can't just be like bored, you know, yeah. like, oh, I'm bored. Like, nah, not really. You, you, know? you got work to do. You know, you got like some, you right. know, some lawn to mow or you got, you know, something to do for sure. Right. Or at the very, you know, the very least of that, if you're solo and you do have nothing to do, then you redeem the time by getting into God's word, mm-hmm. listening to worship, doing something that is an actual uplift rather than a downfall. Because mm-hmm. if you turn on the TV or if you turn on video games, or if you turn on a movie, like you're not going to be fed anything that's worth that time you're spending. And you lost it. You lost it. That's Threw it, it away. That's it. Yeah. And the the time you spend with the Lord will always, um, I don't want, I, I'll say pay dividends, but it's not meant the way it's projected financially, right? You're not going to, your gain won't be what you think, but it'll be, you know, time spent with the Lord where he, he shares with you more of himself, right? And the more we know of him, the more we understand how he has put us in this time for these moments and preparing us, right? And the more prepared we are, the more we can be used and the more we can be used, the more service we can do unto him. Mm -hmm. And then it, you know, kind of creates this, this, this hunger and desire 
to seek him even more, right? Yeah. Because you've tasted it. You're like, oh, yeah. yeah. Taste and see. Yeah, taste. Come and taste and see. Those verses I shared, or the one <clears throat> verse I shared the other day, Psalms 37, 3, it says, trust in the Lord and do good, dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. Feed. Like that's, that's it, right? Like trust in the Lord and do good. So yeah. you have to like do something, but then you dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. That's that constant look seeking him in all things and feeding on those things that he's either promised you or when you read it you get a promise and you're like okay like you know i'm gonna hold that one i'm gonna mm -hmm. hold on to feeding on his faithfulness because like it's true he is faithful and he's faithful to show himself when you're least expecting it and you need it the most yeah yeah and when you when it's almost like when you kind of almost give up to you're like okay it's like all right lord like i guess i guess i'm just i'm here he's like no you're not yeah. i just need you to give up yeah like now the you reins. can't control, yeah yeah let go of the reins right yeah. now you can't control it now 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 i can work right now I, now i can do um, what i want to do the the other thing and you mentioned this about um in in that psalm he talks about like dwelling and feeding when we look at how Israel was brought out of Egypt, the whole point was that God was going to bless them with this promised land where they can dwell and mm -hmm. feed. Mm -hmm. But how they were going to obtain that and keep it is to 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 love him with all of their heart, their soul and the mind, obey his commandments. And he kind of steps them through. And Moses, you know, explains this. They have tablets, two tablets of the 10 commandments that, that basically say this is this is what we need to do you know to to thank god for what he's done but to honor him for all he's gonna do right because it wasn't necessarily a past thing because you've already made it but it's a future thing mm. of where where they can dwell with god forever and then moses goes on to to kind of break it down into like you know requirements and then he goes to break it down into just basically just love the lord your god right he kind of breaks it all down but they were to dwell and feed in his righteousness and to not serve any other gods and they were intentionally told to take down everything that was in the land where anything was worshiped other than god so take all of those things down burn them kill mm -hmm. them crush them right none of those are to remain but if you look at how how scripture projects it it is kind of best represented in what a um what a crop is and what you reap mm -hmm. and what you sow and how you take care of those things that you reap and sow. the cool thing about that like when you dwell and when you feed is that on the corners of those fields it was always left for the people that were passing through mm -hmm. and the strangers mm -hmm. so there was a there was a leftover witness of what people reaped and what they sowed and that we couldn't always, you know, speaking from the Israel's perspective, they couldn't take it all. Mm. They couldn't take it all. They always had to kind of leave some. Mm. And that's the same thing for us as far as time is concerned. We can't take it all, right? Mm. We have to leave some for opportunities to witness, to minister, because you and I will fill up our, we could easily fill up our calendar every single day. We could probably go, you know, 10 years out mm -hmm. and fill everything up, like no problem, right? Mm -hmm. With everything that's going on with our- I with lose our, my mind, but yes, yeah. we could. <laughs> but our work, right? Our, our family, um, our service, we could do church, we can add in, you know, sports, we can do ministries, like all these things, we can kind of just go down the list and and we could we could fill it out. Mm -hmm. But what time have we left for the Lord? Mm. Right? Where's that time 
that we're dedicating to him to be fed so that when we go in each of those things, that each of those things we're prepared to be witnesses, right? We're prepared not to flesh out for whatever the enemy throws at us because he knows we're coming to that moment because he knows our, our calendar as well as we do. Mm-hmm. And he's looking mm-hmm. for those opportunities. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, you didn't do your devotion today, huh? Watch this. Gotcha. Like, got him. Yeah. Got him. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point because that should be our first move, obviously. 100%. Make time for the Lord first. That's it. And he's... He is faithful to redeem and and give you back what you give him tenfold. Mm. And I'm not saying it as a promise, you know, give him a dollar, he's going to give you $10. But he did he did promise that he would give to those that seek and as far as wisdom, as far as whatever it may be. So, you know, us as as the stewards, as the managers, we have to look to the boss for what the next move is. And if we're not seeking him first, then we're going to kind of start the day and get moving with no direction or without um, any purpose, you know, and that because if we're not seeking his purpose, we're, we really don't have much purpose throughout the day, throughout time in general, because like you said, the time is, is fleeting. Like the, it's mm. a, it's a vapor, right? Like, or, or a fog, it mm-hmm. says in the NLT. That's, you know, I, I lived in Costa Mesa for when I first moved out, I lived in Orange County and there was like that Marine layer in the morning, mm-hmm. that fog. And then, and I loved it. I, yeah. cause I loved overcast. Like I just, I, I don't, I don't, you know, not anything against the sun, but I just don't like to get sunburned cause I'm so pale. So, uh-huh. so I like overcast, <laughs> but yeah, um, I would see how by 10, 12 o'clock, in the afternoon, a.m. to 12, it would disappear and it would be a sunny day where it looked like it was going to be a cloudy day. Mm-hmm. And that's ultimately what time is. Time is just always moving. It doesn't stop. Mm-hmm. If you stop, it still keeps going. Mm-hmm. And are you going to keep moving forward, like pressing on, or do you kill it? Mm-hmm. Do you kill the time? Mm-hmm. So I wanted to kind of further the sowing and reaping because that is one of the um, the adventures the Lord took me on this morning because of the time element of it. And you sow and reap, um, like in seasons Mm -hmm. and then, you know, what you sow is directly proportionate to what you reap, right. For the most part, when I intentionally use that word proportionate, because obviously there's some factors in like not every seed you plant grows, Mm -hmm. right. And not every plant that grows yields, fruit or crop right so like there's intentionality in it but the manner in which you go about it is extremely important right so when farmers go to till their soil if they just do the top inch then the roots aren't going to take the deeper they go the better the roots will go the more you aerate and you allow these crops to, to to have the best opportunity or the the seeds the best opportunity to grow so that when they become crops that you have enough to to harvest right and when you think about sowing and reaping like you can't help but you know look at a bunch of scripture that says it but one of you know my favorite ones is second corinthians chapter 9 verses 6 through 7 um where it says but this i say to you he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly and he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully so let each one give as he purposes in his heart not grudgingly or of necessity for God loves a cheerful giver. What we give people physically, tangibly in money will always perish. What we give them in time Mm. 
is extremely important. And it's been on my heart about cheerfully giving people time, cheerfully giving people that time that we have, right? Because we hold it so precious, but that time that we spend with them, those sowing opportunities will be a harvest that is the Lord's to reap, mm. right? But that can only happen, like we talked about earlier, when we spend time with the Lord and we have prepared ourselves for each of those times or moments in the day that we have to interact with people, that we have to basically pour into them and be a witness of what the Lord has done in our life, what he can do in their life, and being that light that shines mm. so that other people can see it and have something to look forward to, right? Because it's a dark world we live in. But the sowing and reaping are basically commensurate, right? They're locked in, right? So if you if you if you sow, you know, time-wise, four minutes, then your crop can only be four minutes worth mm. of what you sowed. So the reap, right, is only gonna be worth those four minutes. And we can translate that into seeds. You sow four seeds, like you the maximum you can get is four plants, mm -hmm. right? And mm -hmm. those those four plants can only yield the maximum of what four plants can 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 bear fruit mm -hmm. that's it if you sow eight then maybe you have a chance of getting four mm -hmm. right so the time that we have that we value that we spend with the lord will always have the best rate of harvest of anything else that we'll ever do in our life because everything else will absolutely perish but again like i mentioned what we do for the lord will not perish mm -hmm. it will stand for eternity never returns void right never returns void that's a, I mean, you, I appreciate everything you just said, because there was so much goodness in there, like starting with the, the tilling of the soil, like it, you know, majority of plants and trees that grow, the roots are just as tall, if not taller than them under the ground. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's needed even within our, our walk, right? Like we have to be rooted in Christ. And if your roots are very shallow and, and not too deep, you're not tilling and not cultivating um, and allowing the Lord to water and plant and, and grow, then you're going to be shallow. Like mm -hmm. your faith will be shallow because you're not digging down. You're not tilling and our hearts need to be tilled. Like, mm -hmm. you know, the, the Holy spirit will work and do um, his thing, but we also have a, a job to, to be prepared to prepare our hearts for that receival too. And that's, mm -hmm. you know, that's a, uh, something that we, tend to not do until we hear something we like mm. then we'll open our hearts and minds because now we are interested mm -hmm. rather than going in i mean i feel like that was our reverence topic was like you go you go in expecting to receive and learn you're not going in waiting to hear something that sounds good because mm -hmm. you're just you're in the lord's presence you know and if we as christians are carrying you know jesus in our hearts then everywhere we go should be in reverence to, to God, because he's right there with us. Mm. Um, but yeah, even the, the reaping what you sow, um, is, is awesome. The, the verses you chose to, to, that the Lord gave you to, to talk about it is, is not the, the typical, right? Because mm -hmm. I feel like that verse is always used for like tithing and giving and things like that. Yeah. Um, I've used that verse even in a devotion for like worship because mm -hmm. we have to be cheerfully givers of our worship. Mm -hmm. um, it's another way of readying and steadying the heart before receiving. Um, but our time in doing that um, differs, obviously. You know, mm -hmm. we have everyone has different allotted time. Everyone has different things going on. But we have to be 
purposeful to sow things in order to reap things. Because mm-hmm. if you're not putting in, there's nothing you're going to be able to get out of it, right? Um, and that was like something a brother told me early in my walk was, you know, I was trying to figure out how he, exactly what you said, like, how do you make time for all these things and still be serving Jesus and doing all this stuff? Like, it doesn't make sense to me. And you just simply said, like, you get out what you put in. Mm. And if you're not putting in, don't expect to get anything out of it. Sometimes it's that simple. Right. Yeah. The, the giving a lot of people think about like, it's something physical, tangible that, that, that you're giving, you know, God clearly says, I don't, I don't want the sacrifice. I want the heart. Right. Right. I could, I, I could, God can have whatever he wants. He just wants us. Right. He just wants us. The time with us. The time with us, that relationship with us. He wants, he wants a relationship with a father and a son or a father and a daughter. Like he wants that relationship. All of this other stuff will perish. Right. All of it will, right? But when we're standing, seeing him face to face, and you see your father and his eyes, like you have to, we, we're going to have to ask ourselves, what did he see in us? And how bad are we going to feel for the things that we didn't do that he asked us to do, that he called us to do? And a lot of that is ministry, witnessing, you know, being the best Christian we can be, not necessarily so that others are like, oh, look at you, but it's like, okay that man had an encounter with Jesus mm-hmm. this morning, mm-hmm. right? Like you could see it yeah. and maybe he's still having an encounter with him, right? Mm-hmm. That, that, that man is, 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 is walking in the spirit and not in the flesh. And those are the things that, you know, as we seek him, he will give us. And then we cheerfully as a conduit, pass that on to others. Yeah. That's that cheerful, that cheerful giver of because time. it's not of time. Yeah. Of time <clears throat> or, you know, maybe it's, you know, the, 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 the physical component of actually doing something for somebody. Right. Mm-hmm. Because it's, you know, a lot of people want to talk about what I can give or what you have, but we're not, we're not gauged on that. Right. The sacrifices were to, you know, very expensive prized animals with no blemish to, to two turtle doves, mm-hmm. a common bird. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's not, it's not necessarily the gift it's the heart of the giver and we should be the same of our time. Right. And I, something else that you mentioned previously that I just remembered while you're talking again, that I appreciated was, was exactly that the time spent with others. Um, because we, we obviously have to spend time with the Lord in order to get prepared and ready for the day and ready for whatever the world wants to throw at us. But, um, time spent with others is also just as crucial, um, mm-hmm. especially for for the individual that's getting it. Um, you know, just thinking recently, I was unable to attend a, a men's event because of uh, we had sickness in the, in the family, and you and another brother took time out to then share with me the notes and the things that stood out to you at that event. You guys didn't have to take that time out to do to to do that. To, you know, obviously you you were probably already taking notes, but then to think to share with me without me asking or anything like that, that went a long way because now where I was like, man, I missed out on something. I was able to still receive something through you guys. Like I was able to live vicariously through you guys at that event, you know, which to me was a blessing because that showed that you guys took time out to think of someone else like mm-hmm. outside of, and you guys were serving at the same time. You guys were probably doing a million things, but yet you guys still took a, a moment out to share with me, which I appreciate. So thank you for that. 
Um, and the other thing that stood out when you said spending time with others, we had talked about this in Bible study. Um, I had heard a, a few testimonies from, uh, from people that used to live on the street, like mm. street people. And they're asking them, what was the best thing you ever received from someone? Mm. Like when you were in your lowest time or at your lowest point. And they were expecting to hear like, some sort of like, oh, someone came and gave me, like I've heard stories of like Ray Lewis, you know, ex-NFL player, like giving people a thousand dollars on the side of the road just because he had like a heart to give them something and he had an abundance. So he shared mm -hmm. with them. And, you know, like that's what I was expecting to hear. And I think the person asking the questions were expecting those types of answers. Out of 10 people they interviewed, eight of them said the same thing. And they said the thing that stood out and made the most impact in my life that helped me get right was someone stopped and sat down next to me and just asked me what my story was mm. and asked what, what, what brought you here? Mm -hmm. Why are you here? Can I pray for you? Mm. Like the, so it was the time that they spent with the person in communication mm. outside of anything that they could have gave them. Mm -hmm. They could have given them money. They could have given them clothes. They could have gave them shelter, all the things that we think homeless people would need. And eight out of 10 of them said the thing that had the biggest impact and made the biggest change in their life was that person that stopped, sat on the curb next to them mm. and had a conversation with them. Cause it's the time gave them time. Yeah. It's the time that, that component of our lives that people can't take away is that time that you spent with somebody, right? Mm -hmm. I, they could take like their, the roof over their head, the food in their belly can all get taken away. That time spent can never be taken away. Right. That interaction um, and that demonstration of the love of Christ and those people seeing it in the flesh, right, is something that goes you know, farther than it, goes, it goes way, way farther. And, you know, my Marla and I kind of have like a little bit of a joke, like people that like to talk, like find me. You're laughing, right? Because I Cause somehow I found you. Like to talk. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny it, how the Lord works, right? But uh <laughs> If anybody like knows me, especially like BC days, like I, I, I've been known to like ignore people and just walk away. Right. I was very, very, very rude and disrespectful. Right. <laughs> cool story, bro. Let's just keep moving. Right? <laughs> um, but people like people, people find me. But as I grew in my walk, I realized like it's important for me to be there because I don't know why I'm there and I just want to be used by the Lord. And I don't know what that looks like or how this works out. But the more I availed myself, the more like people would just like, like tell me things. Um, and like, it's, it's hard to explain unless you're like in those moments, but I'm glad you brought up what you just said. A lot of people don't have human interaction and time spent with a Christian. And it's not, not like, you know, like we're trying to harvest and try to save souls right now. Like you need Jesus repent right now. Sinner's prayer. Here's a Bible. Mm -hmm. Get to work, right? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? That's not that's not that's not what Jesus did. Mm. Like he came to the downcast and the trodden of society and said, I love you. And that looks completely different to to different people, mm -hmm. right? So for the people that you mentioned, think about that. 80% by the sample size representing the population has said that I just want you to come and just listen. Ask me a question. Let me talk. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you. A story about me yeah and why i'm here or why i'm what here i was doing before this happened yeah how i got here yeah. but you you closed you closed with saying that they prayed for them i like, think about that 
that's what I want, right? From those people. That's what that's what that's telling you. It's it's not different. I promise you, it's not different than the person that is living in the streets and the person that's living in the hills of Beverly Hills. Mm-hmm. They still just want to be heard. They want to be loved. They want to be cared for. And it's interesting that that's like an innate thing inside of human nature, that that's like part of the foundational things that every person that studied psychology Mm. or human nature or what babies do and what old people want and everywhere in between that it all is they want to feel loved. God put that in our hearts, in our minds, that we want to be loved. So much so that people take it to an extreme that they love themselves over everything else and they put themselves over everything else all because they have a hole in their heart because they need love. They need love. Right. And that's us giving our time to other people can demonstrate the love of Christ, that there's somebody that cares. There's And, and, and that person sent me to you during this time mm-hmm. that I'm going to, that I'm going to honor for him so that he can use me to see you so right. that you could see him through me. Right. There's no coincidences. Nope. There's no luck. Nope. It's all sovereignly timed through our Lord. Yeah. And when we can, when we can actually accept and realize that yeah. that's when that changes. Yeah. That's when we start realizing that time is meant to be redeemed and not killed. Yeah. And you have you're you're talking to that person you've mm-hmm. met that person you see that person for reasons mm-hmm. and you know this is something that me and my wife talk about um quite often especially recently is when noticing those things and then having to take a step of faith in that and being obedient in seeing and doing um for an example you're walking by someone and you can see they're visibly distraught they're crying mm-hmm. and they're bummed do you just walk by? Yeah. Or do you stop? Yeah. And ask. Yeah. And that's that you have to realize that moment. Are you seeing that person in that moment at that time for a reason? Or and are you going to do something about it? Or are you just going to walk by and let them continue to cry? And then the Lord will obviously, if it's the Lord's will, he's going to put someone else right behind you. Yeah. And then probably make you feel bad because you're going to see it happen. Like, man, that was me. I should have should have been me, you know. Um, yeah. mm. and sticking on the 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 sowing and reaping mm-hmm. Galatians six, nine was a, a verse I wanted to bring Ooh. up. Go, can you do seven too? Cause I, have I was going to go seven to do 10, seven, do seven. Okay. Yeah. Um, because for well, first Galatians six, nine is actually our school um, Bible verse this year. Um, and it's, you know, we, each year we have a script, a yearly scripture that we kind of base the, the ministry off of that year. And, um, constantly remind people of that verse, constantly try to use it within devotions and in uh, passing bys and, and speaking. And, and 6 9 easily just says, so let's not get tired of doing what is good. And at just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. Powerful verse. But using uh, for the context version, we will go 7 to 10 in Galatians 6. Um, in the NLT, it starts, don't be misled. You cannot mock the justice of God. You will always harvest what you plant. Those who live only on, or sorry, those who live only to satisfy their own sinful nature will harvest decay and death from that sinful nature. But those who live to please the Spirit will harvest everlasting life from the Spirit. So let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. Therefore, whenever we have the opportunity, we should do good to everyone, especially to those in the family of faith. So, like I said, Galatians six nine is 
is uh, is our school verse or your verse. So that stood out. But the reason I wanted to bring this up um, was because in, you know, at night we do devotions with the kids and we were reading through um, Esther with with Ellie, with my daughter. And um, Esther, you know, is, is a book about a, a, a non someone that shouldn't have been able to become a queen becomes a queen because <laughs> she wasn't in the family line. She wasn't right. even, she was actually she wasn't Jewish. Royalty, yeah, right. She was like, she wasn't even supposed to be anywhere near the palace as far as that goes. But uh, she won a pageant. She gets made queen, all God's timing, right? God's working in and all. I like these, how you said pageant. The, yeah. It was like a beauty thing. It was a hundred percent. I never thought of a pageant, but yeah. go ahead. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, using <laughs> secular words. No, 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 no. Because that's a good way to per, to portray it. Yeah, like visually. Yeah, that's yeah. why I pictured it. Um, so she she goes on to so she's Jewish, secretly Jewish, right? Uh, her uncle Mordecai, who who raised her, um, is telling her to do these, you know, do what mm. you're supposed to do. Just keep doing what you're supposed to do. Um, then the plot comes out that all the Jews are going to be killed by uh, Haman, right? Mm-hmm. So he's like. I don't like Jews, and I now convinced the king to write a law that's now going to excommunicate them all. Um, so now it's her turn. Like, I'm actually Jewish. Am I going to tell somebody about it? So she, with you know, prayer and and a little help from Mordecai, she ends up doing it. She stands bold and and uh, points Haman out as the the one that was the wicked behind it. So the harvest. So you're going to harvest what you reap, right? You mm-hmm. you're going to sow, and then you're going to reap what you sow. Haman plotted by putting a sharp pole out front of, I believe, his house even. Mm-hmm. And his plan was to hang Mordecai off mm-hmm. of it, the, the Jewish uncle of Esther, mm-hmm. because of he told the king the plans of the assassination plan. Right. And then the king found out how loyal he was. He was like, this man needs to be honored. Yeah. And who would do such a thing? Yeah. And it's like what Haman sowed yeah which was evil and wickedness right he received that reaping and i just i can't help but think like this is why it goes on to say whenever we have the opportunity we should do good for everyone because Mm -hmm. if you sow good you are going to reap good Mm -hmm. if you sow bad and evil and wickedness Mm -hmm. don't be surprised when that's what you get right and don't even don't look for it here (laughs) Like, don't do it because you think you're going to receive something here. Mm -hmm. You do it because that's what God called us to do. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's the point of of how Paul closes, you know, this portion here, because he says, therefore, as we have opportunity. Right. Because there's always opportunities. Mm -hmm. Let us do good to all to all. So it doesn't matter what your what your circumstances are. It doesn't matter how many people you know, in that court that are against you that agree with Haman, right. That are like, yes, that's what we should do because you know, this is the right thing to do. These people are a problem. Mm -hmm. They're going to overtake us. If we don't like, we need to eradicate them like right now Mm -hmm. rather, right. Stand up and use that opportunity Mm -hmm. for good, for good. And then it says, especially to those who are in the household of faith, right? So we should have a heart for each other and we are, (laughs) We are the cruelest and meanest and, and heartless to Christians ourselves, even to the point where, you know, we look at people that call themselves Christians that don't walk the way that we walk and we immediately condemn them. They're like, you are wrong. Hmm. What you're doing is wrong. We condemn them instead of 
trying to witness and minister to them or demonstrate to them what, what, what Christians are. I'm not talking about parading in front of them and saying, you're wrong. You shouldn't be doing this, this, and this. You say, Hey, come, come, come join me. Come check this out. Mm -hmm. Right. Let's, let's, let's pray. Mm. See what the Lord will do. Right. Let's study and see what the Lord will do because some people we're all sheep, right? But they're just going to follow the pack. Mm -hmm. They're just going to follow the pack, not knowing that maybe there is something heretical or there is something wrong or that's not directionally correct. You know, God is looking at the heart, right? And because of what he has done in our heart, we have the works of service unto him. Mm -hmm. But some people aren't necessarily full, fully committed with their heart. So they don't have that level of discernment that they need to redeem the time that is before them. And that's something that, you know, as as Christians and being witnesses and even looking at preserving and illuminating, like that's part of what 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 we should do. But I, I appreciate that you went to Galatians six because that's that's what I had um, to, to, to close that out was actually, you know, verse seven, because God, because in, in, the, in the New King James, it says God is not mocked. He's not mocked. And I love saying that, mm. like, you know, I, it doesn't say fool him. Is yeah. that what it says in yours. Yeah. Like, you're not going to fool him. Right. So while you're doing and redeeming what you think is the time that you're redeeming, God, you cannot fool, mm. right? You can't, you can't fool him. You're not going to mock him, right? Whatever you sow, you are, you are going to reap. Mm -hmm. And that's an old terminology um, and something that, you know, a lot of people will use different words for some will call it karma, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm serious, right? Some will, some people have like interesting names, like you get what you get, right? Yeah. There's all kinds of terminology for it. But the fact of the matter is, is in the economy of God, there's just his way and everything else, right? That's mm -hmm. it, right? So you're either his way or you're not. And I remember, like, as I as the Lord was working on me and part of like my testimony, was it like I had to face the things that I did and I didn't understand like, okay, if I'm forgiven, like, why do I have to face, why do I have to deal with this? God's like, because you, you sowed it, right? You want me to fix it? Yeah. <laughs> Keep walking, right? Face it, own it. <laughs> and, 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 and that's part of, and maybe it's just me. No. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, <laughs> definitely not, not. <laughs> so the 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 and that's part of like as even as parents like you 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 want to like impart in your kids like don't have a testimony you don't need it <laughs> right god can still work right you don't have to do these bad things right but like you for me personally like i ended up like really you know reaping all of the things that i sowed and had to like face them each one had to face them because you know god had to had to had to fully remove the heart of stone so that I would have that heart of flesh mm. and having that heart of flesh, it hurts. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Breaking it, shaping it, like it, it hurts. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you know, as you're going through these things, you experience the grace of God. You experience the mercy of God. You experience the love of God. And you don't want to go back to that mire again right. because that time was wasted and it was not redeemed. Mm -hmm. And now you're redeeming it and you don't want to do it again. You don't want to waste it again. Right. Yeah, the, the the saying I always think of is, you know, um, good input, good output, bad input, bad output. And I, you know, we were talking before we even started recording about an app that I use to redeem that time when mm -hmm. normally I would have just, you know, say BC days, I would have just put on mindless music mm -hmm. or 
maybe even fast forwarding it to today, if I wasn't saved, I'd be listening to some sort of podcast that's, you know, secular uh, mm-hmm. thoughts and, and opinions. Um, but I've purposely have replaced those things and tried to redeem that time with the Lord somehow, some way, whether it be a, a worship song or that app I was speaking about was, it's just, you know, simple reading through the Bible and, and a, and a short teaching on each chapter as you're reading through it. So it's mm-hmm. just a constant supply of God's grace and mercy through my ears mm-hmm. and eyes because the Lord or the Lord, the world is going to give you all kinds of other stuff mm-hmm. in your eyes and your ears that will only it's that bad input that bad input is going to give you bad output rather whether it be what your character is and what you're doing it's going to affect you that way or it'll affect your in, inner stuff too your thoughts and and your your heart you know like your heart will become callous and hard because you're so numb to things that mm. you shouldn't be numb to right um you don't want to be involved with anybody or around other people just because you're so caught up in those things that you like to watch, you know, like I think, I think of people that like binge watch stuff, you know, mm-hmm. like they, they just remove themselves from society and just go watch a bunch of bad stuff. And then mm-hmm. they come out like, man, I, I don't know why I feel so anxious about stuff. I don't know why the world's stressing me out so much. And it's Maybe like, because oh, you watch zombies for three hours. Yeah. Straight. You think there's like a zombie apocalypse <laughs> coming, you know, it's already here. So <laughs> I was going to say something that probably would have got us canceled right now, like nice. in a heartbeat. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> canceled. Canceled. Cancel culture. Um, so I want to close with one thing, but I want to just, I want to make sure that everybody knows, like when Nick says like mindless music, he's really talking about Michael Bolton because that's what he listened to <laughs> and he calls it mindless music. Wow. I just had to make sure that everybody knew. So knows that yeah. I'm a Backstreet Boy fan. No, just Michael Bolton. <laughs> Basically the same thing. Basically the same thing. Kenny, All trash. Kenny G. Kenny. <laughs> Kenny Gill. What's his name? <laughs> I don't know what's his last name. Just Kenny G. It's right? G, right? That's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. Kenny G. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Michael Bolton. All right. Um, so I, <laughs> I, I don't wanna, even know who that is. Yeah, okay. That's why you laughed. <laughs> um, real quick, like time, where does it where does it end? It doesn't. But where does it lead us to? is this right john 14 uh one through four let your heart not be troubled you believe in god believe in me in my house in my father's house excuse me are many mansions if it were not so i would have told you i go to prepare a place for you and if i go to prepare a place for you i will come again and receive you to myself that where i am there you may be also and where i go you know and the way you know, we know how the rest of this finishes, Mm. but I wanted to kind of close with that because where, where we are going and the time it takes to get there is the difference between us redeeming the time and us wasting the time. Mm -hmm. And we should continually be redeeming the time, being there present with whatever God has put in front of us and available to be used by him. Sometimes it's a ministry of silence and it's just to be there. Other times it's actual work or ministry to be done. But whatever it is, we should, you know, we should wholeheartedly be redeeming the time. I actually appreciate you saying uh, John 14, 1 through 4, because it leads perfectly into the verse I have to end on. And the reason that is, is because for many years, people have read that verse, those verses from John 14, where the Lord Jesus is saying he's going to prepare a place for us. 
in this in the matter of time as far as humans concerned it's been a long time mm. right like mm -hmm. he's like man he's been gone for a long time we could see him at any moment right and we start to see things happening and as the world slowly but surely falls apart it's because it's falling into place right we've even had that topic mm. um second peter 3 8 and 9 says but you must not forget this one thing, dear friends. A day is like a thousand years to the Lord, mm. and a thousand years is like a day. The Lord isn't really being slow about His promise, as some people think. No, He is being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed, but wants everyone to repent. I suggest reading Second Peter, the whole chapter, verse uh, chapter 3. It's about the day of the Lord mm. is coming, mm -hmm. and uh, you can get the whole context of what um, Peter's saying in these verses, but it is true. It has been a long time since Jesus said that. But in the, someone that's not working within time like we are, yeah, it's probably been a day for him. Like yeah. we don't know how that works outside of time because we're a, stuck. A day is like a thousand years. Yeah, we're stuck in a day, mm. as in time, twenty-four hour periods where God works outside of that. Mm -hmm. He's controlling all of that. Um, and I feel like he's not being slow. He's not dragging his feet. He's actually just being patient for us to get right before he actually comes back because he doesn't want anyone to perish. Mm. And that I feel like piggybacks perfect on those uh, John 14, 1 through 4, because Jesus is saying he's going to do that. Mm -hmm. And then it's Peter goes on to say that's exactly what he's doing because he doesn't want anyone to die. He mm. doesn't want anyone to perish. Hell wasn't created for people. Mm -hmm. It was created for the devil and his minions. Mm. Amen to that. And the patience that he has, right? The mercy and grace that he's displaying is so that people can be saved, mm -hmm. so that people can recognize that he is there for them, right? That they were born to have a relationship with him, not to do whatever else they're doing. Right. But praise God for a time. Right. And, uh, and with that, our time is up, Nick. Our time is up. <laughs> Thanksgiving is next week. What? What? Uh, cranberry, so cranberry trash. Yeah, wiggle, wiggle. I am thankful for God's promises, and I'm thankful mm -hmm. for him being patient mm -hmm. for a stubborn person like me <laughs> mm -hmm. and many others that probably listen to this or that won't, but are still being stubborn to this day. We, we will pray for them. But mm. um, as far as Thanksgiving goes, spend some time with family, be thankful for them, mm. be thankful for all that you've been given up until this point. And we pray that we can continue to be blessed, but also uh, be found faithful when he returns. Amen. Let's pray. Yeah. All right, dear Lord, we just thank you. Uh, for this moment, for this time that you've given us, this time that you've allotted to to talk about you and to to come together with my brother Justin and to to speak life and to speak truth, and I pray that anyone listening uh, heard you and not us, and I pray that they were uh, ministered to and and uplifted and even encouraged um, in a time that seems so discouraging. I just pray that we stay focused on you. I say, I pray that everyone listening stays focused on you, and if they don't know you, Lord, I pray that you. Uh, meet them and, and reveal yourself in a mighty way today that they know that it was you and, and nothing else. And we just thank you for all your provisions 
And uh, we just thankful, we're thankful for um, just life in general, Lord, but also for our families and for all that you've given to, uh, to us to, to manage and to steward, Lord. I pray that we be found faithful to, the, to those tests and to, to all that you've been, um, given to us personally. And I pray that we uh, be witnesses for you and um, show your love to others as we um, just walk through this life. We thank you. We love you. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Don't forget, Jesus loves you. And so do we. Thank you for listening to the Preserve and Illuminate podcast. We hope and pray this episode has brightened up your day. We appreciate you, and if possible, please post or share with anyone anyone that may also enjoy our podcast. God bless.